what's your type? You know, light skin, you know, curly hair. <laughs> your green eyes, um, blue eyes. Preferably mixed. Preferably mixed. You know, she needs to look exotic. Babes, come on now. <laughs> episode six and i'm super excited for the topic of today i'm still your host chamanaya educating you entertaining you and giving you my crazy perspectives on controversial issues around the world so today we have a guest and she's going to introduce herself you're going to tell us your name what you do where you're from and if you could have one superpower what would that superpower be Hello, hi everybody. Um, this is my first time ever doing a podcast, so ignore my <laughs> awkwardness. But my name is Nyagwa. You can call me Nyags if you prefer. Most people tend to prefer that. I don't know why. But um, I'm South Sudanese, born and raised in Kenya, though. Um, I'm a model, a high fashion model. And if I could have one superpower, it would definitely be teleportation. It's just because I feel like with the job that I have that requires me to constantly travel, I mean, excluding 2020, because Miss Rona just decided she doesn't want us to win. <laughs> but yeah, it would be teleportation, just being able to travel to places of, like the snap of her finger. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. But I think if... I was to have like one superpower, I would want to control people's minds. Like I Why? want to make people <laughs> do things because I, Girl. I people what to do and I don't get to how I want. Like I can't be a control freak like that. Uh, so like I Are you a perfectionist? To an extent, yes. That would make so, sense. So like I just but want damn. you to do things how I want you to do it. And then I think I can use it to my advantage a lot. Like, okay, I can control your mind and make you do things for me and make me mm. happy. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very that's selfish, a bit crazy if you ask me. Yeah, it is. It's a bit crazy because it's like, ooh. But you know what? To each their own. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start by reading a short and very old children's rhyme that absolutely mm-hmm. disgusted me. And it, but it will kind of get us into the topic of today. So it goes like this. If you're black, stay back. If you're brown, stick around. If you're yellow, you're mellow. And if you're white, you're all right. <laughs> this is a children's rhyme book. Like... In, like a children's rhyme, like proper children's rhyme. Like children were meant to sing this. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw this while I was reading an article and I didn't even know how to feel. Like I saw, I'm like, wow! Like the self hate was inflicted in us from a very young age. Exactly. 
So which brings us to our topic of today, colorism. So first, what is colorism? To anyone that doesn't know, colorism Mm -hmm. is a prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically amongst people of the same ethnic or racial group. So right now, everyone's talking about racism and Black Lives Matter. So I felt the need to talk about this. It isn't racism, although there's a clear relationship. There's a clear relationship and a clear example of racism would involve a business that refuses to hire black people. Mm. Colorism wouldn't preclude the hiring of a black person, but there will be a preference for a black person with a lighter skin tone than a dark skin person. So from this example, one can see too that colorism can not only occur within same race people, but also across races. Now, colorism also is often gendered because Mm. of its unique relationship to who and what is beautiful. It has a tendency, although not exclusively, Mm -hmm. to affect and infect women more than men. Yeah. Now, personally, as I am a light-skinned girl, Mm. as a light-skinned girl, I never really understood light skin privilege or what the whole colorism movement was about because a lot of times i felt like my skin color opened me up for like a lot of negative stereotypes because for one in high school teachers always implied that i was a bimbo and i blamed that on my skin color this same stereotype is also seen in i don't know if you watch the show fresh prince of bel-air hillary is light skin and she's always just okay well she was a bimbo but then that has to do with the casting because they made it seem like mm. okay, lighting people have to. So, also people always assume that I was loose, and I mean that sexually. And I'm like, yo, you don't Excuse know me, me because I look exactly. a certain way. Exactly, my like teachers would imply things like that in class, and I'm like, who are you? Who? Where do you know me from? And it was upsetting and I remember I would always talk to my mom about mm. it and she's incredibly light-skinned too so she t- told me that yo she faced the same things so I'm like yeah. why okay so that was that and then um or, or I would hear comments like oh you're not really pretty you're just light-skinned nice. and so oh. for me yeah I thought like my skin was a bad thing like being light-skinned was actually bad but then I now did some more research and I, I saw that it was actually even way worse for people with darker, with darker skin. skin tone, like it was yeah. literally the opposite. So I did some research and these mm-hmm. are the facts. So research has linked colorism to smaller incomes, lower marriage rates, longer pre- prison terms and fewer job prospects for darker skinned people. Yeah. Imagine not being able to earn as much as someone that's doing the same work as you because your skin They're is dark simply yeah and this is like They're lighter than me. the same race yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense so now for some history mm-hmm. in the united states colorism has roots in slavery because slave owners typically gave preferential treatment to, to slaves with fair yeah. complexions while dark-skinned slaves toiled outdoors in the fields their light-skinned counterparts usually worked indoors at far less grueling domestic tasks mm. now this was actually because um the slave owners were partial to these light-skinned slaves because they were actually their family members slave owners frequently forced slave women into sexual intercourse and light-skinned offsprings were the telltale signs of these sexual assaults so while slaves, slave owners didn't officially recognize their mixed-race children, they gave them privileges that dark-skinned slaves didn't enjoy. Yeah. So according to, accordingly, like light skin came to be viewed as an asset in the slave community. 
Now, outside of like slavery, colorism may be more related to class than to white supremacy. Yeah. Because there's this idea that white skin is superior to dark, dark darker skin. skin. And it's yeah, and this is derived from this um um thought that okay, or th- how things were, which was that the upper class, like the elite class, where usually mm-hmm. had lighter skin than darker people because darker people like the lower classes were laborers so they worked outside they did physical labor so they got tanned by the sun but yeah. the supposed people the supposed privileged people uh, were always indoors so they never had to so work so they didn't so have to get darker yeah exactly so they were always pale looking so it kind of just moved with that everybody now says okay if you're light-skinned you're elite if you're dark-skinned and that's where colorism you know was built from came from exactly and i feel like Mm -hmm. okay i I wanted to say that after slavery this didn't disappear like it actually not increased but it was still maintained and i think that's very psychological but you were about to say something um yeah i was just about to say i feel like this is such a great topic for the both of us because you know we're from one race one continent but you know we're completely Mm -hmm. different skin tones and you know you really opened up my mind to even because personally I always just thought that colorism you know the lighter the better that's was my perspective and I feel like obviously that was inbuilt in me from like a young age Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. after hearing that these are the nursery rhymes that you know children are learning it was something that was ingrained yeah. in me. So for you to even open this new perspective that you as well faced this colorism that, you know, you didn't even know that other dark, darker skinned people faced. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm just like, it's such a great topic for the both of us. For both of to us. Un- yes. yes. You know, uh-huh, you can carry on. Okay, so... Another thing that used to happen was upper crust blacks, like that's supposed to be like the elite black people after slavery. This is something that's so crazy that they did. So mm-hmm. they routinely administered the brown paper bag test to determine if fellow blacks were light enough to, in, to be included in their social circles. So the paper bag would be held against your skin. And if you were darker than the paper bag, you weren't admitted into like an event or like a social gathering or something. It was so bad that when black people were looking for employment, being light-skinned was put on their CVs even before their references and experiences. (laughs) So as a result of this, bleaching creams are a bestseller all over the world, which I'm completely against, by the way, because I think the entire concept of it is stupid. Yeah. But that for anyone that wants to do that, you do that but I don't I don't support at the it. same time so, you know I am definitely against skin bleaching but I understand mm-hmm. why certain people they would the feel need the need to do that yes. especially if you lived through slavery and then you know segregation yeah you, you know you had to find different options to make you, or you feel even colorism exactly to make you feel personally. valid Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm definitely against it, but I understand why some people felt that that was the only resource that they could reach out to. Mm-hmm. 
So now we're going to look at colorism in our present world. Mm-hmm. Dark-skinned women are still given less job opportunities and light-skinned women are still seen as more beautiful than dark-skinned women to some people. Yeah. Maybe way less than it was many years ago because people are a lot more enlightened now. But the fact still remains that colorism still exists and needs to be dealt with. So Niagua, mm-hmm. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, Did you, you actually correctly? have. I'll give you a prompt because <laughs> most of my Nigerian friends and you know when I went to Nigeria like you're not able to pronounce my name so it's always like a task I'm like guys that's not how you pronounce my name <laughs> you know I can actually totally relate to that because every conversation I have the first time I ever always meet someone the first five minutes is I'm trying to teach you how to pronounce, pronounce my, name my name every single time. And you so know, I understand. Coming to even pronunciation, like this is for out of like, you know, reach and it's just for black women who have like hard names to pronounce. I have growing mm-hmm. up, I always tried to give the people who can't pronounce my name the benefit of the doubt. It's just like, yeah, you know, if they can't pronounce my name, they can call me Nya or just something easier that fits them but yeah. now I've reached this point where it's you're gonna learn to pronounce my name and I pronounce my name or not call me care. at all yeah point blank period but yeah carry on yep. <laughs> so as a dark-skinned woman in an industry that is based primarily on looks do you think mm-hmm. colorism has affected you in any way career-wise and if so how like I want examples details everything all right, then I got you. Uh, honestly, I feel like colorism is a topic that I always have something to say because it's mm-hmm. such an ongoing problem in today's world. And it's always going to be a problem, just like racism. We're never, yeah, and I'm not even trying to be like, you know, negative, but it's just going to be something that's never going to die down so be completely eradicated exactly it's always going to be a problem our children will face it our children's children will face it because it's just something that's so inbuilt Mm -hmm. in our mentality it's exactly systematic but um you know being in an industry that's based solely on looks i have faced colorism and it's bad to say the least Honestly, I have, I also feel like I entered the industry where black women and dark-skinned women are being fetishized as well. So it's also like I'm facing racism at the same time, but it's like these people are also trying to experiment on my skin. And like, it's, it's, for for them, it's like a new thing. And I'm like, it's not, dark-skinned people didn't just come out the other day. You know what I'm saying? It's not like 2005 yes. and we were in here. We've always been here. And you guys never paid us the respect that we deserved. So mm-hmm. I have faced colorism. And it's just crazy that in 2020, it's still an ongoing problem. I'm facing so much discrimination simply for the color of my skin, something that I can't change, something that I was born with. And it just Mm -hmm. baffles me so much because I sit down sometimes and I'm like, really? How is this still (laughs) happening? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I'm going to share my experiences as a dark-skinned woman and not only in this industry that I'm in, but also growing up, you know, I'm okay. South Sudanese 
East Africa repping. And I come <laughs> from a country with people with the darkest skin. Like, we're literally, it's even in the freaking Bible. We are called, yeah. Yeah, you know, the land of the tall, dark, and smooth-skinned people. That's us. So, you know, mm. also having grown up in Kenya and not my actual country, colorism was there as soon as I popped out of my mom's belly. I entered into a world of yeah. colorism because, you know, it's not like the norm where if you go to my country right now, the majority of people are dark skinned, black, yeah, like very dark skinned. But, you know, growing up in Kenya, I'm the darkest in my whole school. <laughs> and on top of that, I'm also like, I'm also the darkest in my whole entire family. So there's that. And for the longest time, I hated my skin. I didn't want to be this person that I am today. And I'm glad that I found the self-love that I have right now because, you know, for someone, a young girl, to just stand there and look at themselves and say that this is not it and I'm ugly and I don't like this, it's just wrong. It's wrong. Like, I hated everything from my head to my toes that was my hair my skin and then also being very like even my body also being skinny as well and tall it was just all those things that I was fighting all at once and you know what I'm saying yeah I do I went to school for like the first few years obviously there was those very blunt like comments and everything but also I have a personality of someone who just doesn't let things get to her I've, mm-hmm. I've always been the person where like your opinion is your opinion and it's not going to stop me from sleeping at night so I just have a yep. very strong personality all around but you know at the end of the day I'm human and some things mm-hmm. do break me so you know I went to school and I noticed a pattern of like boys would never I would never be the first pick for almost everything and already self-hate there because I mean if you're going to school and Mm -hmm. you're playing catch you know it's very petty things at the same time but you're playing chase and catch with your class and no one wants to chase you you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that you just think about and you're like think about it now I'm like it's it's pretty dumb but for a child how for a child mm-hmm. that is like like you're sitting down scarring. and you're thinking why isn't anyone trying to catch why me why does anyone want to play with me you know what i'm saying yeah so that was a tough time in my life because it was just also okay fine is it because i'm ugly is it because of my skin is it because i'm skinny it was so many things rumbling through my mind because right now as a black african dark-skinned woman i'm literally at the end of the spectrum receiving hate Mm -hmm. there it is like if you put all those together and you just see me as this person first of all in my workplace i could barely have an opinion because there as soon as i speak about something i'm already deemed aggressive rude oh my all these things mm-hmm. that you know you can't can, even show emotion you, mm-hmm. you can't even show emotion because they already have this picture of what a black woman is 
Yes. So it's yeah, it's just a crazy time. Like I could go on and on and on about this topic. Like that's why you're seeing me. I'm moving from my workspace to my childhood to my school. Mm-hmm. It's all those things at once because the trauma is really yeah. inbuilt. So I remember, like, roughly two years ago, or maybe a year and a half ago, I was out, you know, doing my thing, and this woman mm-hmm. approached me, and she was like, hi, and I'm like, hi, and she's like, you're very beautiful, I love your skin, and, you know, I'm like, thank you, and then after that comment, she proceeds to tell me, you should have children with a white man, so you don't make yours any darker. What? And I'm there like, baby girl, you may as well keep your comments and your compliment if that's how it's going to come out. Cause... Exactly. And I really don't understand what this fantasy is of, you know, mixed race children. Mixed race children. Like, it's so... I still like, t- I till now, I really don't understand it. And, you know, Right now, I don't understand it, but a few years ago, when I was still very ignorant and the self hate was, you know, evident and it was literally at its peak. At its peak, exactly. I I was like, I want dark. I don't want dark skin babies. I don't want my children to face what you know I've had to face in my years of Aww. life. You know, and then also mm-hmm. coming from a community where skin bleaching is also at an all time high. Yeah, like. The ra- the colorism and the comments were coming from people that you know as well, like aunties coming over and they're like, "Oh, you're a beautiful girl," but you know what? You'd be even more beautiful if you if you just bleach a little bit, just a little bit. Oh my! Mm-hmm. And I reached a point in my life where I was like, I had to make a promise to myself. I was like, I'm not going to bleach my skin because God looked at me mm-hmm. and He said. You're perfect. That's it. Like, you are perfect. Yeah. So for me to go and ruin my skin simply because, because I don't fit societal norms. No. Mm-hmm. I made a promise to myself. I'm like, I'm not going to bleach my skin. I'm never going to reach that point in my life. It doesn't matter how hard I have to fight. I'm going to accumulate all the self-love that I can. And also just having a little sister. Th- these are things that you have to, you know, push in them to her and talk exactly, to her yeah exactly because i feel like growing up i didn't have anyone because you know i'm second born and i only have an older brother so i didn't have anyone to even sit mm-hmm. me down and tell me about all these things you know the colorism in yeah. the world everything because i mean my mom was there always she's still here but it was one of those things that she mm-hmm. never really spoke about she wasn't very like vocal about the colorism that she faced because she also grew up in Egypt. Oh, and that's racism and colorism on a different level. So I yeah. feel like the trauma that she faced, she wasn't even able to speak up on the topic. Not trying to relieve exactly. those experiences. So that was that, and you know, in my workplace, I feel like the colorism has been very blunt because you know at the end of the day the industry is a very scary place when I tell you that the modeling industry is a scary place because it's just filled with very fake toxic people that's what it is like ass kisses everyone's just trying to 
get on everyone's <laughs> good side. They're trying to get on the casting director's good side. They're trying to get on this person's good side. So it's just like no one was speaking up. And also, we were in this era where we are being fetishized. Dark-skinned women. You know, oh, the hashtag came. Black girl magic. You know, mm-hmm. the sun kissed her skin like the sun, you know, kissed melanin, something melanin, all of that. So right now the, the industry is trying to push this inclusion and diversity. And it's not working because the first encounter I had of, I wouldn't necessarily say this is colorism. I'd say it was straight up racism was mm-hmm. I had a show. And there was only two of us black girls, right? Literally two. Yeah. Out of like the other 30 people who, the other 30 models who were at the show. And so we were lining up because, I mean, if you've been backstage at like um, a show or anything, usually line up right before we go on stage. So we were lining up and we were doing rehearsal before the show. And the this guy what are they called the director the stage director basically he was lining everybody up and i was scared in the line or something and he was now trying to direct another girl to go stand behind me and the audacity of this man like the caucasity (laughs) he literally said hey go stand next to the first black girl I was appalled personally I took offense like I took offense yeah. I was like that's straight up racism and I don't care what anyone has to say and I stood my ground and trust me they didn't book me again I was like there's so many different ways that you can refer to me other than, other than that black the girl, black like girl the, black, mm-hmm. yeah. the second that's, black girl the fr- freaking ask the you know ask me what my name is Say the girl wearing the green jeans. Wearing, yeah, you could describe you could, what I'm wearing. Literally, that black girl. That's rude. so. I stood my ground and I was like, I'm sorry, but I find that extremely disrespectful and uncalled for. Because you could have literally referred to me in as a different way. Anything else? Like- as anything else? I'm sorry. And then also just racism that I felt we have this casting director you know I'm not gonna name names because yeah I'm not gonna get in trouble but um we have this casting <laughs> director who basically um he's the biggest casting director in fashion like he casts for Givenchy Versace all the biggest brands you can ever think of and okay. this man is so racist I'll say racist because that's what it is he throws in four, five, six black girls in a show, two or three sometimes. And then he calls it diversity and inclusivity. And I'm like, sir, that is not it. No. And I mean, if you've been, yeah, if, if you've ever gone to a casting call, basically what happens is, you know, we all line up and then you have a comp card and the comp card basically consists of your picture, your measurements, your name, your agency, your agency, your agency's contacts, basically. So when you go for a casting, mm-hmm. you give that to the casting director, and then that's how they'll communicate with your agency, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. obviously, like, you're in line, you're walking, and you have to walk in front of the casting director. 
his racism is so blunt to the point where if you're walking he's not gonna look at you like you know not even gonna pretend to to see you walk yeah like he's interested Mm -mm -mm -mm. like as soon as he sees you he just looks down on his phone and then he tells you thank you for coming and you know if if you're a model and you hear thank you for coming or even if you're in like the um you know fashion industry or in the I'm trying to find this word that I can't remember when you're on the spot but like if you entertainment industry I don't know how like I'm losing brain cells in quarantine I'm sorry I'm losing brain cells (laughs) but like if you're in the entertainment industry you know very well if you're told thank you for coming just know Mm-mm. you're not that's getting you're not getting booked yeah you're not getting booked so that's how blunt his racism is you know what i'm saying and then also just backstage let's say yes you get booked for a show the hairstylist the makeup artist they don't know how to work with your skin and your hair and it just baffles me because how are you gonna call yourself a hairstylist and the makeup artist and you don't know how to do skin and hair for the minority oh my that, like, that would be annoying you cannot call yourself any of those things because doing hair and makeup is art if you ask me it's art you need to be and if you're going to be an artist it's not you're you're not going to say I don't want to work with blue paint today because I don't know how to work with blue paint you're going to teach yourself and you're going to try you know what I'm saying better yeah and I feel like as a professional you should come ready you should come prepared for that like you should have your equipment for everything so like why are you what are you doing why are you not prepared why can't Uh, you do my hair so it reaches a point where black girls go to shows with their hair done like you're doing your hair before the show simply because you don't want it to get fucked up excuse my language and you don't want it to get ruined yeah and sometimes i go to shows and makeup artist is gonna tell me oh babe you don't need and you don't need foundation your skin is flawless i'm like "Mm, it's not that i don't need foundation it's like you don't have my shade you don't have my (laughs) you don't have my shade that's what it is and i don't need you to lie over here because baby (laughs) Right now, I'm not a makeup artist or anything. I mean, I can do makeup for my skin and everything. Which is even crazy, because mm-hmm. if I can do skin, if I can do makeup for my skin, and I'm not a professional, I didn't go to school of makeup exactly. or anything. It says a lot. Freaking. Which is what like, I'm saying. Like, you're supposed to be a professional. Mm-hmm. Like, why can you not? Ah, right? You know, and, this is what, this is why i say i cannot you guys go through a lot i can't be a model i i have such a short temper you like i would just flip nobody would skin. book me because mm. i would i would flip out on everybody everywhere i'm just like so, what's the meaning of that so what's yeah what's the reason now? you need to, like, this is an industry that you need to have tough skin it's not for everyone like when i tell you mm-hmm. it's not for everyone it's not for everyone so i'm like to these makeup artists like babe we live in a world where literally you can educate yourself through the internet. Resources are literally right in front of Available you. Available I can name now. five brands. I have my foundation shade right now. Like right now, right now on the spot, I can name them. Fenty, Maybelline, Estee Lauder. Like there's so many. I have Maybelline foundation. So and it's not like I rent to the moon to get it. Your local drugstore, mm-hmm. you can literally find 
my foundation shade. Doing makeup for my skin tone is not that hard. Like it's not that deep. You guys are so that's what we that's what black girls are facing in this world. It reaches a point where I I have to sneak in brushes and like my own makeup tools to go and redo my makeup. Like you you didn't do your job. That's what it is. You didn't do your job. So I have to go to the bathroom. And also at the, at the end of the day, I'm also trying not to be disrespectful to anyone and tell them like, this is not how, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because no one's going to book you again. And, you know, at the end of the day, being a black girl and dark skin girl is so hard because you can't stand your ground without already being deemed as aggressive. And that means potentially not getting any jobs. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just have to humble yourself, which is what I yeah. hate about this industry. You have to humble yourself and you have to be quiet bite and your just tongue. Take it. You have to bite your tongue in situations of injustice. Mm. So it means me going to the bathroom and trying to fix the mess that they're Do trying to call someone makeup. else's job. Yeah, 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 exactly. And don't even get me started on hair. Don't get me started on hair. The colorism and racism is so vocal to the point where when you go to the hair section backstage at a show no hairstylist wants to see you like they turn around they run because they don't want to deal with your hair have to do with your kinky hair Mm -hmm. and then from there obviously because a lot of makeup artists and i mean a lot of hairstylists have complained it has reached to the agency until the point where they're making black girls cut their hair. If you look so at the that's it took me so long oh to realize it. God. I'm like, why is it that 90% of black models have their hair have shaved? Their hair. That's do you know that I thought it was because they were trying to look like more dramatic mm. or something? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It is because oh my no one wants to deal with their hair backstage and if the hairstylist is complaining about you they'll complain to the casting director the casting director will complain to your agent and your agents you're not going to get booked mm. that's it that's how blunt the racism is and then there's so much i can go on and on and on about like it's also just the I can imagine comments that you make hey you look like this girl like no i don't we're just both dark skin. We're just both, and if you look at my facial structure and my features in comparison to her, you cannot even pick and point. There was nothing similar. Uh-huh. And then the Haley's and the Karens with both of both of them have blue eyes, huh? Blonde hair, but they can still tell them apart. Very. Uh, you feel me? It's, you can uh, tell them apart. Because literally almost all of them look alike, but you can tell them They all look alike. When I tell you, sis, they all look alike. I'm just... And then it just... The racism is so inbuilt from the editors Mm -hmm. at magazines to your freaking bookers at the agency. There was this incident that happened, I think, less than a year ago if I'm not mm-hmm. wrong, less than a year ago or a year ago. And basically, um, I think you ha- you must have seen it because it was trending. Basically, L, Germany, right? Mm-hmm. They were talking about 10, you, you know, upcoming black models, something along the lines of that. And yeah, 
they put one model's name and then they didn't use her picture. They used someone else's picture. Oh my. Right? I did And I'm that. like, okay, per, like literally I went, this is, I was having this conversation with my friends because a lot of people were angry. They were like, if you just put more black people at the table, this wouldn't have happened because a black person Definitely. would have said, these two this are not the, not the same people. Same. They're not the same. So the the racism is from there. From literally behind the scenes, people you don't see. It's there. So everyone was very outraged by this incident because they're like, bro, Google is free. Like right now myself, I don't have all the equipment that you guys have as editors in chief and all that stuff. But I can go on Google right now, search up this girl's name. A picture will show up. Search up this girl's name. A picture will show. And it's completely different people. So I'm like, how is it that you're confusing them? How? They just don't care enough. They don't care. They don't and care then it's enough. Also, the exploiting of black girls and dark-skinned girls. Like, they will get one dark-skinned model that, you know, they love, and then they will overuse her. And it's just like, the world hasn't ran out of black girls. There's of so black many black women. women on the continent and, the di- and, you know, why is it that you're overusing this one person? They'll throw in the three black models that they use for every freaking every show. And show. if you go to the casting, there was multiple black women there. So I'm like, what is it about this? Like, why? What's the reason? It's Just... it's a crazy industry to be in. And, you know, if it wasn't for the passion that I have for it, oof, I don't recommend <laughs> like I really don't recommend I mean I'm you know to say the least I love my job because it includes me traveling meeting new people and those are things that I love to do and that's why I chose this job and it also means and I love fashion it also means expressing myself in fashion Uh and through other people's creative ideas and etc and that's why I'm in this oh. industry. But if we go behind this, because every single person thinks that modeling is glam and rainbows and candy, but it's like, yeah. it's really not. Like, don't even get me started on the sexual harassment <laughs> that girls go through. Yo. I could go on and on and on. That's and a topic on. for another day. Because I know that, that that is a whole topic. It's that a, is a different topic. And also, you know, leave aside the modeling industry in my work it also comes down to this standard of beauty and also our men like this do you know that like my entire lineup all we have to talk about you're literally saying everything right now everything our men will hide their colorism in the name of preference that's what they do yes yeah it's just preference you know like this is exactly That's how the question will go. What's your type? You know, light skin, you know, curly <laughs> hair. <laughs> your green eyes, um, blue eyes. Preferably mixed. Preferably mixed. You know, she needs to look exotic. Babes, come on now. 
is that just not colorism one more time is that i mean Uh, everyone has their own preference that's fine but the thing is when our men have their preference it always has to do with them dragging dark-skinned women that's what it is Mm. and then from there it's not a question about preference anymore it's just you blatantly being straight up ingrained colorism I think I think another thing, which was one of the solutions I was going to prefer, is that we need to teach our men and like teach our boys and our children mm-hmm. to not see color but see the value of a human being for themselves. So that when they do say, "Oh, I prefer this and I prefer that," we know that this is actually what this person prefers and not what they mm-hmm. have been trained to yeah. think, socially it, think is better. You know. As much as I'm very angry at this, it's also the self-hate. It's at its peak. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, our men are insecure. <laughs> and I don't think we speak enough about this. They are insecure, to say the least. And that is why they prey on, you know, and fetishize this lighter woman, this exotic mm-hmm. woman. And that's because of self-hate is yeah. there and it speaks for itself they it don't love themselves volume. they don't love their skin they don't love their hair they don't love themselves because if you look at a person if you don't love something you will go and seek for validation from another place elsewhere and that's what from this generation needs to start start teaching its men to love themselves yeah because that's okay, where the so... problem comes from yeah okay so we are running out of time i don't know yeah. how we actually went this far okay so mm-hmm. now okay i don't want to rush but okay we have to talk about this okay so i wanted to talk about the whole dark scene thing i wanted to say that you know i'm not in the fashion industry but i yeah. if i'm being honest from what i see dark skin women are spearheading the modeling industry when it comes to black women in general like darker skinned women mm. and then i had a lot of points to bring on that but then from what you explained now i understand like it completely makes sense to me so yeah. i don't even need to Touch ask on that it. anymore yeah yeah but then what i wanted to ask is what do you think women with this light skin privilege can do to help the movement against colorism well ooh, that's a tough question because i feel like sometimes lighter skinned women don't even acknowledge their privilege because at the end of the day they're Mm -hmm. still fighting racism yeah they're still fighting systemic racism so it's a tough one but i honestly feel like it's more about just uplifting each other yeah um we need to be there for each other and we need to not push this agenda that you know also wait 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 Mm-mm. I'm lying because a lot of light skinned women that I've seen oh I have a lot to say about this a lot of light skinned women I've, I've seen always what's this word I'm looking for Ooh, girl English is hard <laughs> <laughs> they victimize themselves that's what it is Okay. like um I don't know if if you have Twitter, I'm pretty sure you've seen around, you know, lighter skinned women are now turning, they're victimizing themselves, they're turning all this and blame and trying to say that it's them. 
who were bullied when they were younger. And even okay. even if you look, because a lot, like, especially 2020, like, if you've been on Twitter, there's this trend where, you know, people are basically contradicting themselves. They say something, and then someone goes and digs up their tweets from, like, 2012, and yeah. then they're like, this, this you? you? Exactly. This you? So that has been happening a lot, and I don't know if you've seen this girl called, she's a YouTuber, her name is Only Bells, or something like that. And basically, she made some colorist ass tweets when in like 2012 or around that time and Mm -hmm. obviously when she was exposed this year she tried to justify it with the fact that the reason she was saying that about dark-skinned women and about blah 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 is because you know she also faced and was also bullied and someone who went to her school was like babes i don't know why you're lying i don't know why (laughs) you're lying and capping for the whole world because no one bullied you Literally, no one bullied you. You are exactly the perfect fit for beauty standards of the world. That's who you are. So I don't know why you're going and saying this about this when it's not even true. So I feel like it's also acknowledging your privilege. That you have this privilege. Exactly. I think that's where I recently just acknowledged that privilege because I had to do a lot of research because as I said when I started Mm. this part like this episode, I said I did it I actually felt like my I felt like I had to I wanted to make my skin darker to because I at a point when I was younger I wanted to be a model. So I was like, okay, Mm. do I have to tan my skin? Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? And I always saw my like skin as a disadvantage actually. So I get that some people do play the victim. But what I do want to say, Mm. what I have to add to that is if you don't want to feel like because what I do know people do is people always take things to extremes. Yeah. And they have like they have reason to in some instances because I feel like okay now if you see a light skinned woman and she has achieved this and she's doing this and she's doing that you because of what is going on around you you tend to be like okay well she probably just got it handed to her because of her skin because she's yeah. lighter she had it easier and everything which is Absolutely. perfectly understandable mm-hmm. which is why I say which is why I say when light skinned people feel like they don't need to fight against colorism if you're not going to do it for your fellow dark skin like your fellow black sister like do it for yourself do it so that everybody is seeing everybody for the value they are adding yeah. and not for their skin so that when someone sees you as a light-skinned woman achieving something and doing like doing stuff yeah mm. they know that okay it's because this girl is actually doing stuff it's because she has worked for it she's hard working and, and not she is to like, fit yeah not this just description because of her skin of... yeah just because she's lighter than mm. her counterparts doing the same job so if we want to so i completely i don't agree with people thinking like that, but i understand it completely yeah. so i'm saying if you don't want that to happen fight against colorism stand up talk about it defend your like fellow dark, dark skin women, women. exactly because like, at the end of the exactly, day like, silence is complicit that's what it is yeah like Definitely. call out the men because most mm-hmm. people like when you see you know when you see tweets or when you see comments about your fellow sisters and you see someone being torn down because of her skin speak up about it yeah be like i'm sorry but i'm not gonna sit here and allow you to say i think funny things. enough a lot of my male friends funny how mm-hmm. i don't know their kind of environment all my male friends are like 
oh well i don't know maybe they do it to get to me i don't know why because mm-hmm. they're like oh i actually prefer darker girls like i don't like light-skinned girls i'm like okay that's cool that's good Your for preference. you that's i guess like you you i'm happy it's but like, crazy because what i'm saying dark-skinned women are being fetishized at this point yeah and that's why as much as colorism has always been an issue from freaking slavery until now the tables are low-key turning Mm -hmm. they're turning and now people are starting to see the beauty of you know of darker darker skin skin, sun-kissed melanin blah blah, yes you name it and that's why now our boys are starting to stand up and be okay I like dark-skinned women. I like this and this and this and this and that. But, like, in 2005, would you have said the same thing? Exactly. Would, this would you have you? said the same thing? So, But it is what it is. I think it really um, is. what we can do now is we know the problems on ground. We need to talk about solutions yeah. moving forward, what we can do to fix things. And so I think the first thing, you already said it. First thing I have down here is, we need to cancel beauty standards. I personally feel like there is no standard of beauty. There is there is not one way or skin color that represents beauty. People need to be willing to unlearn the mindset that lighter skin is beautiful, like more beautiful. Because frankly, all skin types are beautiful. Specifically, dark skin is beautiful. And anybody that thinks otherwise can really jump off a bridge. Yeah, like, and we don't I said care. what I said. And, and that's on period. Ask me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I think dark skin is beautiful. Like, all skin types are beautiful, yes. But, like, right now, it's dark skin that is being pounded to the ground. It's people not appreciating dark skin. So, I think another thing people need to do is, when they say dark skin is beautiful, I don't need you to come in here saying that. Light skin is beautiful, beautiful. too. That's your all lives mattering, the situation. Yeah. Yeah, don't all lives matter, the situation. We understand. (laughs) We know all skin types are beautiful. But right now, who we're talking about dark skin raised up. Exactly. yeah we're trying to uplift people so we're going to say dark skin is beautiful deal with it deal with it. period point blank period the the yep. solution to a problem is acknowledging that there is a problem and i feel like yeah. our men don't want to acknowledge that they have also made such an impact in why these things are happening to dark-skinned women. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're refusing to acknowledge it and they're refusing to accept that they've been on the wrong. Yeah, so that that is even my final solution. But before we get there, the second solution I had... Um, oh, okay, well, do you have... Okay, well, I think you actually already said all the solutions and I think we actually agree <laughs> yeah. on our solutions. But I think the second solution for me is I think we need to stop placing certain skin colors with certain stereotypes. Yeah. And I think this has to do largely with the people in the media. Mm. The dark-skinned women shouldn't be represented as loud Angry. and and vain aggressive. and stupid and needy and aggressive. No. And light-skinned women shouldn't always Innocent. be as rich, spoiled, entitled innocent and within the african context context we need to stop representing lighter-skinned women as the more beautiful women and making it seem as if being light-skinned is a gift or a blessing of some sort people in the media need to do better in general and with their casting too yeah like you are in you're showing a movie i know that okay you want to make one character the ratchet one it doesn't have to be the dark skin girl exactly and the one that's the princess doesn't have to be the light skin girl switch it up a bit we're bored of that narrative and it's doing more harm than good so you know what do better um thirdly Preach i this. think we need to check 
Uh, we need to check colorist language. Now, people need to be more mindful of what they say and the comments they make. You can't be making comments like, oh, she's pretty for a dark-skinned girl. or Bullshit. And that's a black. statement that I ugly. don't want to hear. Ever. If you're gonna like, compliment if you tell, me, tell me I'm beautiful or step step away or tell me, oh, you're pretty for like a dark no. no like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna tell me you're pretty for, uh, stop. Stop right there. Like, just stop Swallow it. Swallow it. Take back your words because I don't want to hear it. You're pretty for an African. You're pretty for dark skin. You're pretty for South Sudanese. You're pretty for a tall girl. You're like, I don't want to freaking hear it. Mm-hmm. If the statement yeah. isn't you're pretty, period. Don't say it. Leave it. Because don't quite frankly, it. I have accumulated all the self-love that I need to accumulate, that I don't need your petty, I don't need your full comment compliment. or your excuse for a compliment. So, don't yeah, we it. need to track our language. You don't say, oh, she's charcoal, she's burnt. All that needs to stop. Those are not only rude statements, but they're colorist. And it's statements, statements like that that make people unconsciously feel like lighter is better. And that is not true. Let's have more comments like you're beautiful, you're glowing, yeah. your skin is all that and some. Because guess what? It is. It actually is. And then finally, we need to raise our children not to place value on women based on their skin. When we do that, they can grow up to know that all shades of black are beautiful and they can choose to be with any woman with any skin color they personally prefer. And we will know it is not based on the mental conditioning brought from slavery, exactly. but their genuine preference. So those are Preach. my solutions. We heard have you, sis. We hear you. We hear you. <laughs> Honestly, you I agree with solution? everything that you're saying. Completely. Yeah. It it starts from when we're children. Media, mm-hmm. we start including more dark skinned women. We need to start becoming more diverse. And not and inclusivity doesn't only include you putting one one black girl sprinkling. One dark, exactly. I feel I feel, I feel like when they select all the white girls they want or all the light skins, like anybody they want, they cannot sprinkle in like one or two dark skins. No. 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 That's not what we're doing here. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. And you know, at the end of the day, I want to share also something that made me very happy in my time modeling. So, um, I had a show, and I'm just going to say the show because, you know what, they did a great job. And I did Balmain uh, last fashion season. Ooh. And the cast was beautiful. It was oh, one sick. of my best experiences at a show the diversity the inclusivity it was evident from Mm. makeup to hair to the models yeah wow like it was one of those shows where we were flooded black girls we were flooded white girls they were enough asians they were enough (laughs) it was a show where nobody felt like like they weren't minority exactly no everyone the black girl magic backstage was like if you if you go even on like vogue runway and you see pictures you just be proud because that was a show that was so particular like olivier the creative director for balmain 
he's yeah. the definition of what inclusivity and diversity is. Forget all these people who use this as a sorry, lame excuse, throwing two black girls for Fendi and you say you're inclusive. No, 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 no. Go mm-hmm. check Bauman. Let Bauman give you an example. You know? So yeah. as much as I've... I also don't want to completely eradicate that we're making progress because at the end of the day, it's something that needs to be acknowledged at the same time. Yeah with colorism and just world issues i feel like we're not yet there absolutely not but i feel like we're making Mm -hmm. steps and this new generation of black women is coming strong they're coming empowered they're coming ready like i honestly have hope for the first time that this generation is breaking generational curses we are so vocal and opinionated and I'm just so proud of us at the same time I'm like yes and even going back you know to fashion week hopefully soon if Miss Verona decides she's done because she dragged it she needs to leave it's time wrap it up sis she needs to to leave like you've done your bit wrap it up wrap it up sis like when we go back I feel like you literally you 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 can tell that there's going to be a shift in everything and even though i know maybe it might not be genuine Mm -hmm. because i feel like there's some brands that you know when the whole black lives matter movement was trending on you know on the media and yeah blackout tuesday there was brands that if they posted and i would i knew okay this is genuine but there's brands that i'm like ah Huh. You lying. <laughs> you fucking lying. Like <laughs> so yeah, I feel you. Yeah. That's my take on colorism. Like we can go on and on. I feel like we, we didn't even have enough on. time. We can go on and on and on and on and on and on. And if you're watching this and I mean if you're hearing this, sorry. <laughs> I, I keep thinking I'm making a YouTube video, but if you're hearing this, just ask yourself what am I doing? as Mm -hmm. a black person or just as a person to eradicate systemic standards of beauty systemic standards of almost everything what am i doing as an individual to change you know to make change and be the change around me yeah so yeah i'd like to conclude with saying that We should encourage people to view women and all black people for that matter based on the value they bring to the table and not their skin color. When we do this, we will know that when a light-skinned person is given a position, as I said earlier, Mm. or an opportunity, opportunity, it won't be because of their skin, but because of merit and because that dark... um, And that dark-skinned people wouldn't feel the need to try twice as hard to get the same judgment and opportunities that light-skinned people get. Mm. So, yeah, that's weren't we meant to wrap it up with um, a game of you know, we were supposed to play a game, but like time is so far spent. Okay, okay, you know what? We actually have about two minutes left, so we are actually going to play this game. Yeah, so it was supposed to be like it's supposed to be like a get to know each other game. You're going to Mm -hmm. tell me three statements. Two are going to be true and one is going to be a lie. And I have to like point out which one is the lie. Okay. Okay. So, so three statements. Let me start. Okay. I think I should start. Um, All right. The first one is okay. You haven't seen me before, so okay. The first one is I am. I'm five feet ten. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is I have been stung by a scorpion before. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is I have run away from home before. Wait, wait, wait. That's wait, third. Wait. <laughs> he said fourth. I just realized that, like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me make um, it four. Let me make it four. So okay. you pick one. The fourth one is um, what do I want to say? Fourth one is um, I have I have three sisters. That one's the lie. Oh, it was so easy to tell. That's the problem. <laughs> no, usually, like if if you've studied like psychology or anything, you know that the last thing that they pick is usually the lie. The lie. <laughs> yeah, because they have to think about it. Anyway, I just told you my trick, but um, let's see. Okay, so I'm flexible. I can do a split. Okay. Um. Ooh, child. <laughs> I used I used to run track, and I was very fast, like mm. almost Olympic fast. Oh, okay. And the last one is damn (laughs) it's like these times is when you're like damn do i even know myself exactly (laughs) like when you're on the spot it's like whoa (laughs) and um i am a pisces Mm, mm. I should have come in with my star signs. You would never have known. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think the Olympic runner thing is the lie. No, oh actually, the Pisces is the lie. <laughs> oh, you know, I thought you. I were literally going gave to play you my me. trick. No. Yeah, but I thought you were going to play me. No, um, that's the lie. I'm a Sagittarius. 15th of December. No way. When's your birthday? Oh, what day? What day in December? 15th December. I'm 14th of December. And what type of sorcery is this? <laughs> That's oh crazy. God, you know, I was almost born on the 14th, but I just popped. Like, I literally popped out of my mom midnight. Like, I was born at exactly midnight. For real, yeah. oh my. but that I, is actually. So I did cool. used to run track okay. when I was in high school. I was really good, but now, child, you know, I can't even run for my life from child. high school to any. And I don't know why, because I think people were just like, oh, "Okay, she's slim and tall; she should be able to run." Well, <laughs> no, I couldn't even. They put me on like long distance races. Do you know that I'd run for like the first hundred meters and I would stroll down the track. I would Are you st- I wouldn't even jog. I would stroll. Like I would stroll like I was <laughs> after the I first mean, time I did she... that, nobody they didn't call me again. Everybody was mad no, at me. Yeah. They call me. I don't even care. Imagine that. Because I kept telling them I cannot I cannot run. run. Why are you forcing it? Why are you forcing exactly. it? Exactly. They're like, no, you can't. You're tall. Just do it. Give it by that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I run both long and short distance. So I was very Aww. good at um, 800 meters. 
gold medals, okay. all of them. I have them right here. I can even do like a little tingle. Let me do that. Just for <laughs> just for just for the moment. Let me do a little tingle of my medals. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a lot. It is. It's yeah. a lot. If, if I actually continued running, I feel like I could actually do it professionally because I was I was really professionally. good. I'm not gonna lie, not to toot my own horn, I was actually really good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess this concludes today. Wow. Yeah. So hour. that's it for today, and um, thank you, Nyako coming on this show today i really appreciate it this was so much fun thank you for having me this is great i feel like i want to do this more (laughs) (laughs) i would definitely love to have you on again so um yeah so you guys could follow me any questions anything you have um my instagram is naya.xx miagua what's yours my Instagram is Nyagua, N-Y-A-G-U-A-A. That's it. Okay. So yeah. stay safe, you guys. Take care of your mental health. And like yeah. I said last episode, crucial. if you need to talk, I'm here. If you don't want to talk to me, if you want to talk to a professional, I have like a list of therapists that you can reach out to and they're there to help, you know. So because these are trying times for anybody so I definitely understand. Yeah. So please feel free to contact me. And also follow the Off the Record podcast page too. Thank you and okay. bye-bye. Stay safe. Much love from this side of the world. Yeah. And bye. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>